Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Please take a minute after this episode to share this show with someone you care about. Well, when we last left our heroes, Moses and the people of Israel had set up base camp at the foot of Mount Sinai after escaping from Egypt. Moses had received the Ten Commandments and the law after speaking directly with God in the midst of a cloud, which the people had witnessed, quote, And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel, end quote. The people are now safe from their Egyptian oppressors, and the exodus of Israel has ended. The journey to the promised land is about to begin. There's just one more thing that needs to be done before they can leave. The people need to build out the tabernacle, or portable temple, so that God can dwell with them throughout their journey in the wilderness. Quote, And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it. An offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skin and shittim wood and oil for the light and spices for anointing oil. And every wise hearted among you shall come and make all that the Lord hath commanded, the tabernacle, his tent, and his covering, the ark, and the staves thereof, with the mercy seat, and the veil of the covering, the table, and his staves, and all his vessels, and the showbread, and the incense altar, and his staves, and the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, and the hanging for the door at the entering in of the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering with his brazen gate, the close of service to do service in the holy place, end quote. Okay, you get the picture. God was commanding the people to build a pretty fancy hangout with all of their shiny things. Now, does God really need his holy places to be all blinged out with gold and silver and everything else? Probably not. But remember that it was only 40 days ago that the people had used their gold to build a false idol to worship. And so maybe this was just a test to see if the people cared more about God than about their riches. Also keep in mind that until very recently, the people were in slavery and likely had very little in the way of valuables. They collected everything they currently have from the Egyptians on their way out of Egypt. And so God probably wants to make sure that their new wealth doesn't go to their heads. And so he asked them to sacrifice some of it for his holy place. Well, God's test worked and the people responded, quote, And then all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone whom his spirit made willing. And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted, and brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets, all jewels of gold. And every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. And all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun. And all the women whose hearts stirred them up in wisdom spun goat's hair. The children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord, every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring for all manner of work, which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. End quote. 
Then, after constructing the tabernacle and all the furnishings according to the exact instructions that the Lord had given, quote, they made the plate of the holy crown of pure gold and wrote upon it in a writing, Holiness to the Lord. And they tied it unto a lace of blue to fasten it high upon the meter, and the Lord commanded Moses. Thus was all the work of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation finished. And the children of Israel did according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. And Moses did look upon the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded. Even so had they done it, and Moses blessed them. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. End quote. All right, so this is pretty cool. The Lord had the people build him a tabernacle so that he could dwell with them during their long journey to the promised land, to protect them, guide them, remove their enemies from their path. Imagine having the Lord living right next to you during your biggest challenges and knowing that he was guiding you through your journey and would eventually deliver you to your promised land. But this episode is not about the people that helped Moses build the tabernacle. It's about the people that did not help. Remember how we just read that it was, quote, everyone whose heart stirred him up and everyone whom his spirit made willing that donated their valuables to the tabernacle construction and gave their time in building it. There were people that didn't. There were Israelites who had escaped from Egypt after watching Moses inflict plague after plague on the Egyptians. They'd witnessed the power of God part the Red Sea to allow them safe passage away from the Egyptians. They had been eating holy bread every day that fell from the heavens and had witnessed Moses speaking to God on Mount Sinai. And yet, they didn't respond to the Lord's call through Moses to build his tabernacle. It couldn't have been a question of faith. Through all these miracles, they had to have known that God was there. But their hearts just weren't stirred to help. Maybe they felt like they were too busy in their lives to dedicate time to the temple. Maybe they told themselves they needed to prioritize the needs of their family above the needs of God. Maybe they didn't feel like they had much wealth they could share. Maybe they figured that other people would take care of the request. Maybe they thought that they had worked hard in the past, and it was time to give someone else a chance to serve. Maybe they had heard stories of how much wealth the Tabernacle Committee already had, so why waste their own money on it? Or maybe they just didn't think that they should have to contribute their newly acquired wealth to the project. After all, they deserved it, didn't they? Restitution for all the years they'd been in slavery? Well, as we'll read in the coming books, the people of Israel had a hard time staying firm in their obedience to God. And I wonder if it was these people who chose not to help build the tabernacle, whose hearts were not stirred up and whose spirits were not willing, that poisoned the hearts of the rest of Israel, which resulted in them having to wander for 40 years in the wilderness until all the first generation of Israelites had died off before their children could finally enter the promised land. While it seems hard to believe that any of the Israelites who had witnessed so many miracles and were literally living next door to God, it's hard to believe that any of them could be anything but the most devout followers of God. But the reality is, the, th the same thing happens today all around us. 
There are those among us who have grown up knowing God, have witnessed miracles in their own lives, and who have been promised through the gift of the Holy Ghost to always have the Spirit of God residing with them. But despite all this, like some of the Israelites, they don't respond when called. Their hearts aren't stirred up to love God. Their spirits aren't willing to build his kingdom. But before we jump to judgment of these people, the reality is you and I probably fall into this camp from time to time also. Are we always eager to donate our time, talents, and resources to the church and God's work? Do we always pay attention to the Lord's servants that he sends to teach us? And do we always strive to become better disciples of Jesus Christ? Do we ever get distracted with our worldly possessions or the various temptations we encounter on a daily basis? Do we ever care more about how many followers we have than whether we are the best follower of Christ that we can be? The story of the Israelites is a valuable reminder to me to not take for granted the gift we've been given to know God to have faith in the promises he's given us, to be grateful for the miracles that occur in our lives, to always strive to serve God and his children, to not take for granted the invitation we've received from our Savior Jesus Christ to come and follow him. It's been almost 15 years since I made the choice to follow Christ into the waters of baptism, and I've definitely had my share of spiritual peaks and valleys Have you had periods in your life where you are spiritually stronger than you are today? Do you feel as close to our Savior today as you have in the past? Is your focus in life on building the kingdom of God, or are you being distracted with other priorities? Well, as I read about the Israelites who accepted the call to sacrifice their means to a larger cause— and whose hearts were stirred up towards God, and whose spirits were willing to follow him through the wilderness, and who had faith in the covenant that God had made to deliver them to the promised land. When I think about these people, and then compare them to those who did not want to help, and just wanted to reap the rewards of everyone else's efforts, I'm inspired to try harder, to be a better disciple of Christ, to not be selfish with my time or resources to follow God's prophet wherever that leads me and my family, to accept our Savior's invitation to follow him a bit closer today. So the next time that you or I receive a call from the Lord, whether through his prophet or our local bishop, or maybe just someone asking for help, let's have a willing spirit so that our hearts are stirred up to answer the call. Thanks for listening today. Please take a moment to share this episode with someone you think might benefit. And I'll see you next week.